Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, this month, my wife and I are celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary. So I was looking at some pictures uh, from our wedding from 12 years ago. And notice how good I look in that tuxedo from Leon Taylor. Not just me, but all my groomsmen as well. And so if you got a big formal event or a wedding this fall or maybe wedding next spring, think about our good friends over at Leon Taylor. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy would be happy to see you. I'm happy to make you look as good today as I did 12 years ago. Well, It'll almost look as good as me as 12 years ago. I'm just kidding. So we go by Leon Tailoring. They'll be happy to see you. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, although the race for governor doesn't officially get underway, well, technically it is underway since we're past, since we're almost done with 2023 and now en route to 2024. And so we're having a series of conversations with the candidates for governor here in San Vignette. So we're starting off with uh, Curtis Hill, uh, former attorney general. So Curtis, my friend, always good to chat with you. Thank you very much for being with us. Well, great to be here, Abdul. Great to hear from you. Thank you. So, my friend, how's the race for governor going so far? I think it's going well. You know, Abdul, we're doing an old-fashioned grassroots rally around the state, and uh, we have lots of old friends from my uh, previous campaigns as uh, attorney general, and uh, we were very welcome into the race. I think the race was very dull before we jumped in in July, and uh, we've sparked some things up. Uh, there's a lot of people in the field. There's a lot of thoughts, and, and I think as we turn the corner into January, we're going to see things start to heat up, but I think it's going very, very well for us. Uh, when you talk to uh, Hoosiers from across the state, what are their concerns? What do they, what do they, what do they talk to you about? What do, they, what, what do they want their government to do, or in this case, not do sometimes? The folks I talk to, they want to see proven conservative leadership. They don't want someone who's just going to sit there and, and put out a bunch of rally points and uh, victory cries. They want to see what have you done that demonstrates that you will do these things that, that you say you'll do. And, and overall, uh, a central theme that keeps coming back is the assault on absolute truth. Um, we've seen the weaponization of race, the weaponization of justice, the sexualization of children. These underlying issues that are destroying the fabric of Indiana through the family are first and foremost in the minds of most Hoosiers, and uh, those are the issues that we're speaking to. Uh, so uh, how's, the, how's, the, how's the campaign going? Because obviously uh, you know, money and organization uh, matters the most. Uh, you didn't do a whole lot of fundraising uh, earlier this year. Uh, plan to do any? How's that all looking? Well, you know, we're up against some multimillionaires. And so uh, whatever we do is going to be pale in comparison by folks who think that it's, uh, that it's okay to buy an election. Um, I like where we are because we're connecting with individuals, with actual voters. And uh, much like the, the biblical story with the, the, uh, the old woman who gave uh, all she had, uh, we're attracting passionate voters, people who believe in me, believe in our ideas, and they're willing to give $50, $100, $200. And so you have to match up the, the, the contribution levels. If you, Some of our opponents may, may have people that line up and will give them a stroke of check for $100,000, but that's one vote, whereas uh, we're getting, we may get uh, a number of people who give $100, $100, but they all vote. So we're doing it the old-fashioned way. Uh, I think it's effective. I think it's, uh, our supporters are deep, and I feel pretty good about the process thus far. Uh, how are you on signatures? Uh, I know so far, I want to say Eric Doden uh, has uh, basically said he's got his signatures. Uh, Democrat Jennifer McCormick has got her signatures. And you know as well as I do that you need those signatures to get on the ballot. And it's uh, 500 in each congressional district, or at least 500 uh, mm -hmm. verified petition signatures. How's all that coming so far? That's coming great. We are right on target where we plan to be, uh, maybe even ahead of where we plan to be. Uh, so we don't, uh, we're not going to have any problems with the signatures. Our guest on the program today is former Indiana Attorney General Curtis Hill. Curtis Hill announcing earlier this year uh, that he is uh, running for governor, the former Attorney General. Uh, Curtis, uh, uh, your run statewide as Attorney General, as well as your run uh, in, uh, in the 2nd Congressional District to replace uh, Jackie Walorski, 
What did you learn? What would you do differently, or what would you what would you adapt in this uh, current campaign for governor? Well, I think the the the, the key fundamentals is that people are interested in authenticity of, of a campaign. I mean, the the problems that that we have. Uh, encountered uh, has largely to do with the establishment uh, creatures in the Republican Party, um, those who want to do the same old, same old. And the folks that we attract are folks who who look at uh, the system that that, that suggests a, a uh, one way of doing it, Republicanism, and they want to they want to do differently. They want to be told the truth. They want transparency. Um, so. Uh, that's what I see the most. There's a big disconnect between what goes on in Indianapolis and what goes on in the rest of the state. Not everybody around Indianapolis or the Donut counties uh, fall into that uh, category. There's plenty of support in those areas. But there is a huge difference between uh, the Michigan line, the Ohio River, and all points in between at Indianapolis, and that's what we focus on. Uh, my question, my favorite question, uh, some, of the, uh, some of your policy positions, what would you do uh, as governor? Uh, what would you do differently uh, than Eric Holcomb right now? Well, uh, I think Eric Holcomb has been an unmitigated disaster in the sense of, of, of uh, transparency and the like. I think uh, what we would do differently is based on what we did as attorney general when uh, Holcomb was uh, uh, pushing the mask mandate and we pushed against him uh, when the Holcomb administration was uh, supporting a third gender on the driver's license, Indiana driver's license, and we stopped that. Um, the idea of, of growing the economy uh, by, by bringing in uh, groups from outside the state that will change the character of the state and the, char- the character of our community, those are the things that people are not interested in. Um, we need to focus on uh, how we can get our children uh, better educated, not just in our very successful voucher programs, but making sure that we do go into the public school system and fix the system for the kids who can't make those choices. Uh, so we're going to we're going to do a more hands-on approach, uh, more uh, uh, bottom-up process, and I think we'll do a stronger job. Uh, one thing, Curtis, that I saw, I think it was you posted on your Facebook page of uh, your plans to repeal the gas, the increase in the gas tax. Um, I want to make sure I read that correctly. And how would you make that work? Uh, seeing a lot of those revenues have uh, bonded to, to build our roads and infrastructure. Well, you know, since the gas tax has been uh, increased in the last uh, a few years, uh, we've gone from $1.4 billion to $1.6 billion. And so we're really talking about a $200 million difference. Um, the, the point that we're making is that we have an opportunity to, to uh, take the tax back, back, the tax, uh, back to uh, pre-2018 levels and in doing so, return 16 cents um, per pump, per gallon at the pump uh, back to Hoosiers at a time when, uh, when a lot of folks are struggling. Um, I don't think that we need to be seeing a, a one-cent increase for the next uh, uh, two or three years, and that's what we've had for the last several years. So uh, we're really trying to be more fiscally responsible at the gas pump um, and making sure that, that, that we're not uh, needlessly bringing in money that we don't uh, that we don't have a, a necessary use for. Uh, my friend, uh, we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, number one, what distinguishes you from Suzanne Crouch, from uh, Brad Chambers, from uh, Eric Doden, uh, the the other the other uh, major contenders in this governor's race? Well, I've actually served in an executive capacity and got things accomplished. Uh, we have some folks that have served in an executive capacity, but it would be very difficult to determine what that person has done. Uh, to actually make a change or make a difference uh, in the state of Indiana. We've had some folks who have served in, in legislative capacities, and sure, you can vote uh, on certain things, but what have you done to demonstrate executive leadership? Um, and we've got some folks who are uh, uh, successful business people, and uh, we'd like to hear the mantra 
that government should be run by business, but by business people. But here's the reality: government is government. There are aspects of our government that we can run like a business, uh, but there are aspects of government that uh, have no bearing on business. Uh, for example, uh, in the public safety arena, uh, what's your return on investment for your dollars invested in public safety? Um, it's 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 peace of mind that you can walk into your neighborhood unmolested. Uh, those are the types of things that we have to under, have a, a deep understanding for in terms of what government, uh, uh, how government operates and what, it, uh, and what it means. So I think the, the, the key difference between myself and my opponents is that I have a record that demonstrates what I've done uh, that will uh, provide a roadmap as to what I'll do. And it's about uh, bold leadership. Will I take the initiatives that I claim to take or uh, will our opponents do the things that they say they will do, and there's no basis to be able to be, to, uh, to predict that. Uh, my friend, uh, obviously, uh, uh, during your last term as Attorney General, uh, there were some issues uh, with the Disciplinary Commission. Your license was suspended for 30 days. Uh, do you expect that to come back up in this governor's race? Well, I think people want to bring it up, but I think it's it's uh, certainly yesterday's news. I mean, that was a, uh, a, uh, a crazy chapter in uh, in our life, and uh, it was as you recall, the, the special prosecutor reviewed it, uh, uh, said there was nothing to it, uh, did not file charges. There were a number of lawsuits that were filed, dismissed. Um, so that's been a controversy that has gone past, uh, 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 been past us. And and as we travel the state, uh, the number of people who walk up to me and say, "Man, uh, that was a screw job." I mean, people understand exactly what that was and the nature of politics. And the idea of, of identifying a person who's uh, on the move and uh, is conservative and doesn't answer to anyone else other than the people, and they're out to get him. We've seen example after example of that going forward. So uh, I think we're past that. Um, I think people are interested in, in uh, uh, what ideas we have to move our state forward, and that's what we've seen. Uh, final question for you, my friend. Uh, uh, Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakita uh, is a little bit of uh, hot water these days with the Disciplinary Commission. Uh, for the for the second or third time, I lose track after a while. Uh, but something I thought was interesting, uh, because during this campaign, when you were going through your campaign and Rakita was running against you in the convention, uh, he made he made this quote. I wanted to just get your your thoughts on all this. He said, "This was no one. This was no impeachment Pelosi clown show. This was the highest court in our state. Five impartial conservative justices condemning our attorney general's behavior." This messaging against Kill will be so intense that we not only lose the attorney general's office, but we'll lose other elections, including local races that we care about. Uh, famous last words? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I think uh, Todd may have more faith in the, the Supreme Court's disciplinary process than, than I had at the time. But, uh, you know, I'm, re- I'm reminded of, of what my father used to tell me when I was a small boy, that uh, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. And the, 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 the problem that I see is that if, if Todd uh, genuinely believed that his conduct was, was fine, and many people think that his conduct was fine, if he believed that, then he should not have uh, admitted uh, to any kind of wrongdoing. But to admit to wrongdoing and then turn around and, and say, well, but I didn't do that, well, that creates a difficulty and a problem that the court has to address. Um, so it, it's, um, you should be careful what you wish for. I mean, that's the, that's the problem. That, that may be the lesson. Uh, final question, my friend. So what's your game plan between now uh, and the primary? Uh, we keep plodding along. I mean, we're working very, very hard on a, on a ground game, grassroots operation, uh, meeting as many people as possible, uh, going to these forums. When we get to these forums where the other candidates are there, there's a, a very clear line 
uh, distinction between the various candidates, and we like where we sit in that field. Um, uh, we want to be uh, uh, we want to be out there and uh, accessible uh, to the crowd. So we're going to be working our tails off. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been our first interview with our first candidate for governor, uh, uh, former Attorney General Curtis. So, Curtis, my friend, as always, say, my friend, thank you very much. Thank you very much for being with us. Have a good Christmas, a great new year, and we look forward to chatting with you again in January, if thank not you. sooner. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.